We've all been in the creative business for more than 20 years and love almost everything about it. But we have to admit, there are times when it's a shit show. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the ups and downs of the design and marketing business, lessons we've learned, and share ideas and support that get us through the day. And sometimes, we just shoot the shit. So welcome to the Creative Shit Show. Well, I cannot believe that we're sitting here at How Design Live in Nashville um, at our fill of uh, country music and whiskey this week, but also, you know, some um, really good times at the conference as well. But just so you guys know, we have not seen each other all together, the four of us in person for 10 years, we just figured out last night. So, you know, we've one and z2 z's here there but it's so awesome to be here live and in person um as you guys heard you know through the week um that kind of common theme of connection it's super important but i'm jamie saunders um i'm with clear brand strategy i work with karen larson for those of you who don't know who i am i'm von glitchka i run glitchka studios based out of the pacific northwest I'm Karen Larson. As Jamie said, we work together. I've been self-employed for over 30 years and wouldn't have it any other way. My name is Justin Ahrens. I'm the chief brand officer at Rule 29 and Marrow. And I have been uh, in the design profession for 29 years. And I am officially the president of the Von Glitchka fan club. So welcome <laughs> to the show. Excited for us all to be together. So good. As I was saying earlier, I feel like one of the, the common themes when we were sitting down over many drinks um, over the last few days, <laughs> reviewing some of the sessions here, but one of the common themes seems to be, you know, we all went through something pretty impactful together um, over the last three or four years, and it's changed the way that we go to work, and it's changed also the way that we relate and, and talk to each other and deal with each other, and the power of Zoom and technology has like really reared its head over the last few years, and without it, we wouldn't have this podcast. We actually one day just decided to hit record and that's the first episode of the shit show and it was coming out of covid and a need like as justin said in his talk yesterday to really just connect and have therapy and be together and just work through common struggles and now that covid is over and that time is over it's still important to connect yeah i couldn't agree more and i i think it's we're at this point now, it feels like we're ready to get back in person again. And so the energy this year compared to last year, although the conference was great last year, feels like 10 times as strong. What do you think? Definitely. It is so great to see everybody and see people that I haven't met and I've only met online, like Emily Mills sitting right in front of me. <laughs> so we love seeing all the Howies and it's just... Um, it's a special time of year for all of us. Uh, for me, it's been 10 years since I've been at the How Design Conference, but uh, coming back to it, it's just like picking up where I left off 10 years ago. So that's the best part, seeing people who you kind of follow online and lurk in the background, seeing what they're doing, but just, you know, one-on-one -on -one picking up where you left off and, uh, connecting on a more personal level is always hold on. Nice. Did you just say lurk in the background? That sounds yeah. creepy. What do you mean? Well, online. Oh, like, that still sounds creepy. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I do it in person too. Yeah. See, this is what we missed right here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very little. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, we'd love to know. Do we want to open up to some audience questions to start it off? Or what do you think? Well, actually, um, yeah, I do. Because I think Adam has like, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're diving in introvert, extrovert thing. You can guess which one I am and which one our friend Adam is over here. But we've been having a lot of discussions about, you know, surrounding yourself with, with people who lift you up and bring you together and introduce you to people and raise you up. And um, so we've had the pleasure of getting to know Adam Anderson, who's working with Bill Gardner at Gardner Design. And um, do you want to pass him the mic or? Yeah, here you yeah. go. 
Yeah. Uh, so my question basically was for, I think probably not always, but the majority of designers, I think we know probably are more introverted. So um, maybe tips from the panel for both the, the introverted and extroverted folks to talk about what are some tips to make those unique connections? Obviously, you guys have a relationship because of how you met ultimately at how and how you got past kind of the very surface level conversations. And so what does that look like practically for, for an introvert who wants to be like Vaughn and lurk in the back and not talk to anybody? <laughs> Vaughn, that's your well, people right there. I, I told you earlier, my favorite days is when I know I'm gonna be working on something creative and I can put headphones on and just zone out on a cool audio book while I work. But obviously that that doesn't like reach out to anybody. That's just entertaining myself. But um, I guess you could accuse me of creating artwork that's kind of extroverted, but I'm an introvert. So that people tend to read into what I create as my personality, and that's not necessarily true, but it is what I think and I'm feeling. So, um, you know, knowing somebody like Justin, though, who can go into a room where he doesn't know anybody and by 20 minutes later know most of the people, um, he's taught me a lot about going outside your comfort zone. Um, I push myself to purposely go out of my way to meet people and just say hi and connect, even though that's not my... It's not something I distinctly, uh, I have to push myself to do it. I never regret it, so it's kind of silly that I still have a hang up about that, but I do. Yeah. Can I just jump in here and say one thing about my friend Vaughn? For those of you who listen to the show know that I tend to give Vaughn a hard time. It's how I show love. Um, but one of the things about Vaughn that I think is really impressive, as we were waiting to start the show, there's a line over here of people <clears throat> screen printing shirts, and you went over with your stickers and introduce yourself. And what I, I, I believe maybe is what you're saying, and this is one of the things I admire about you, is you create things that actually helps you make connection. So you found for you as an introvert, hey, I'm going to pass out cool stickers and meet people. And that is like a That's sort true. of a, it feels like a, you know, like a security blankie when you go over <laughs> and meet people. Nice. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it, I'm Linus. <laughs> I love that. Well, I attach myself to Jamie because I'm also a bit of an introvert. And um, I think that the, the fact that there's the Howies and we've all been hanging out together for so many years, it makes that so much easier to connect. Um, but, but it is nice, just like Vaughn said with Justin, Jamie loves to talk to everybody. <laughs> so... So that really does help. So latching on to somebody else that is an extrovert makes all the difference. Yeah, I mean, so as an extrovert, I would say something I said to Adam yesterday is I kind of I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for introverts. I'm married to one, and I know how it feels to, you know, I moved around a lot as a kid, and I know how it feels to be kind of excluded from things because you don't know anyone, and not everybody can. I I think that's probably why. I do what I do because I know one that people need to make connections and it's really hard to make them. And I, I lived as evidence through that and I never want anyone to feel that way. So when I see somebody standing there, I want to bring them in and, and invite them to whatever it is that we're doing because that's just something I would want done for me. So find an extrovert, attach yourself to them and they will love you. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> okay, so years ago, I'm talking to Karen, and she says, hey, did you know my mom knows your mom? And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, my mom was telling me a story about playing Farmville on Facebook, and, and she's going on telling me this story, and she says, yeah, and then, and then Carol Glitchka said, blah, 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 and she goes, whoa, 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 what, who? Carol, does she have a son named Vaughn? Yeah. Oh my God, I can't, worlds it's collide. So strange, so strange. And Vaughn just had asked me if my mom's an introvert or an extrovert. And I had to think about it because she's kind of a shut-in. But social for her has been everything because of that. So yeah, this was well over 10 years ago that they connected on Facebook somehow. 
just randomly <laughs> and through Farmville, Meant through Farmville and yeah, weirdest thing ever. So there's always your people. <laughs> Geriatric gaming. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Far from there. Yeah. Who has another question? Emily. What is your advice for maintaining connection over years and years and years, even if you don't see each other? Oh, can I do this one? Yeah. Um, I make it a mission to reach out to people like on the daily. Um, sometimes I don't want to. I get tired, too. It's hard to keep talking all the time. But a short little text here or there that just lets people know how you're feeling. How are you doing? Just check in. You don't even have to ask a question. You can be like, hey, I just thought of you today. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, I was thinking about you yesterday. And then you kind of have that that dialogue. So and it doesn't have to be somebody that you talk to. I like, of course, Karen and I text all day, every day because we're business partners and friends. But, you know, just a random thought pops in your head and you're like, hey, I wonder what Emily's up to. Ask her. Like, why do you not ask? Ask the questions. And then I would say too, find them all online. Connect with everybody that you, you know, see online and celebrate their work and and retweet their work and, and, and post and copy and share and really help each other. And I think the more we help each other, the closer we get, you know, and then you don't forget. I mean, that comment on LinkedIn may seem like it's a throwaway, but it's actually I read every comment on the shit show um, social pages. I try to respond to every single thing that you guys say or people say because it means something to the person sitting on the other end of the computer. You're not talking to a computer. You're talking to humans. Yeah, I would also say, too, that one of the things I realized over COVID was at times, and I know it was a little different, but at times with social, we feel like we're connected, right? Like my wife's here at this conference and she met a few people for the first time and uh, someone who she's never met goes, hey, I loved your son's graduation, right? Because she's we post about it on Facebook. And so um, that's not like creepy lurking like Vaughn does, but it was more <laughs> of like, uh, it, it was a connection, but really, Emily, I think to your to your question, to really stay connected, I I think it's, you, you go on the extra mile. For some reason, we have a hard time calling people, calling each other these days. I know Vaughn and I, when it's been a while, we'll have a little Zoom call. Um, and he'll have to wait five minutes while I make fun of him, and then we can start being friends again. Um, so, so the other day, Justin called me because I guess he was driving or something, but I didn't know that. And I literally was like, oh, my God, who died? Like, I was, like, <laughs> terrified that the news on the other end of the phone, and it was, like, something he just was like, I didn't, I can't text. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's just your mindset on a general day. Uh, I have a couple of friends back in Oregon, and... Our relationship is pretty much the same as my relationship with Justin. Uh, we call it mock and befriend. You know you love each other when you're doing that. Um, but it, it, Stefan, who all of you probably know, who it, the guy that's about nine feet tall walking around the conference, um, he loves movies. So for the longest time, I, haven't, I almost did it last night when we went to see the Spider-Verse, but... Uh, in our theater, they have local ads they show, and they're like about as bad as the yellow page ads. And there's some horrible logos. So I've gone out of my way to take a photo of those, and then I text it to Stefan and say, I really love the work you've been doing. <laughs> that just shows him that I'm thinking of him. I will say just really quick, so Stefan Mumau, great speaker. He took Vaughn and I to the Spider-Verse movie last night. And when we went to a theater, he didn't tell us. He bought us these seats, and they beat the shit out of me. It was like being on a roller coaster. It was like this <laughs> most amazing experience. And then there was one moment I'm just like, Vaughn, I think I'm getting motion sick. Um, and he laughed the whole time. He knew he, what he was doing. Yeah. He's showing us he loved us. Well, he also gave you a couple of, like an hour or two to have a few beverages beforehand. So it makes a big difference. <laughs> I totally recommend for you to go see a 40X movie. Don't miss it. <laughs> because you'll you'll hate it. <laughs> it, it has uh, things that blow on you, they spray water at you, and then it it's like getting an unneeded chiropractic adjustment. We should have just come to the closing party. <laughs> we had all that there too. <laughs> Oh my God. Does anybody else have a question? Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, no, huh? this isn't that bad. You know, you were talking about the kind of connection. Say, what is your name? Where are you from? Um, my, my name is Bill Gardner. Oh, hello, Bill. And is this your I'm first from, Howe event? Yeah, I'm, I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Oh, wow. Okay. It's in the middle of the United States. Wonderful. Right in the dead crosshair of it, yes. But well, it's not dead. Well, it's thanks so much crosshair. for coming today. You bet. Glad to be here. <laughs> so, you know, um, I'm, I'm a little bit older. And when I want to talk to somebody, I just pick up the damn phone and I call them. And it seems like that surprises an entire generation of people that are totally caught off guard when they go, you can't just fucking call them. You can't just, don't just call, you got to text them to let them know you're going to call them. <laughs> Does that throw you guys off at all? Because I can pick up the phone and call any one of you guys. And I may not have talked to you for a year, but I can drop right into a conversation with you like, you know, we just talked yesterday. How often does it go to voicemail if they aren't very close friends? Okay, so th oh. this is a little secret about calling somebody um, that uh, uh, if, if you're dialing them on their cell phone, they, they generally see who it is calling. Yeah. And they'll usually take my call, so that, that, of course. that's not the issue. But the thing that happens is it doesn't give them time to figure out an excuse to say no to me. <laughs> this is true. You know, it, it it really is. I mean, it it helps move something along. So There's if I no need question. to judge for something and I call them up and I say, hey, you want to judge this thing? They go, uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I've had many a client's call and say, I just decided to pick up the phone and get this over with, you know, and move it forward. And it does, moves it forward immediately. But I wanted to say something else about connection. And it's like, you know, we have these connections that we meet every year with everybody at Howe. And, but the best and deepest connections happen when you start to really know something personal about each other. And, you know, you get deep in those conversations because you can't avoid reaching out or thinking about them and, you know, finding out if maybe they're okay, if they've been had a bad year or, you know, what can I do to help you get through the rough time you're having? So, it's those ma it's that magic and it's I think that's what has brought all of us together over all these years not to mention we're like brothers and sisters and we just you know don't hold pretty much anything back as you if you've listened to the shit show you know <laughs> so you know that makes a big difference just getting deep with those conversations yeah. First, I would say if Bill Gardner calls you, you pick up the phone because there's two things that can happen. One is a really great opportunity. And the other thing for sure is a really good laugh. So, I mean, if you're in the mood, I mean, Bill makes work entertaining. So, if you know, but there's always something good on the end of that call. So I would say pick it up for one. Actually, I would say to you, my friend, Bill, you make life entertaining. Yeah. Thanks for being you. I appreciate it. Are you going to cry? Yeah. You looked emotional. Yeah. So, oh, hold on. You need, a, you need a microphone. Okay. Here, here's the thing about communication that you need to know. And Adam can tell you where I'm going already. Um, these guys come into my office, and I am so incredibly proud of the work that they do or their lives that all they have to do is say, I was talking to my wife this morning, and all of a sudden I start to tear up. It's just, you know, I just, you know, my eyes now. start leaking. I know. It's just one of those things where you have that certain level of pride in somebody, mm -hmm. and it's easy. I didn't think I could like you more. <laughs> like, Who, Adam or Bill? Out of both of them. Oh, okay. They're both so all cute. Right, all right. So fun. All right. Another question from the audience about the conference, about design, about a speaker, about Bill's beautiful shirts, whatever you have. Tell me your most iconic or memorable how moment. Oh. Okay, I can go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's so many. I was just overwhelmed. Actually, okay. someone might think this is a setup for me just to make fun of Vaughn, and it not fully is. We were talking about this the other day, Stefan, uh, Vaughn and I, actually all of us at dinner, and it was one of my favorite moments ever. Uh, Vaughn, when we got to the How Conference, goes, hey, can you and Steph help me with my talk? And I was like, yeah, sure, what, whatever you need. I'm like, what do, you, what do I need to help you with? He's like, you need to help me get into a, a bunny costume. <laughs> and I thought it was a total bit. And then I remember we talked about, I'm going to share the Stefan comment that literally I fell off my chair the other night. 
So Vaughn gets in this uh, bunny costume. He gives an amazing talk. But to say that that costume was moist, damp, or soaked, all of which would be true. And Stefan said last the other night, he goes, that poor bastard that wore that costume after you. <laughs> Favorite how moment. Okay. That, that wasn't this year, by the way. That was uh, 2013. Um, I was doing a talk on leaving your comfort zone. My daughter heard what I was doing. She was in art school at the time, and she goes, so you're going to dress up? And I said, yeah. And she goes, what are you going to dress up as? And I was like a little excited. I said, I'm going to rent a Bigfoot costume. She goes, no, you like that. She goes, you have to let me pick your costume. And so she picked a rabbit. I wasn't so excited about it after that. And then I almost passed out because it got super hot on stage. Yeah. I have to say that I think this year I have had a blast. For years, um, we've seen Justin's wife, Sarah, kind of attending his sessions here and there, but we never got to know her. Well, this year she attended the conference for the first time. I mean, she's a how virgin, but <laughs> but not anymore. <laughs> hey, yo. We have had a blast, and I'm so thankful for getting to know Sarah this year. It's been fun. Now we have a new sister. <laughs> so my probably I have two favorite memories um, or of of how is one is um, I so I used to work for Nina and we were doing some work with Justin and I had never met Justin in person but we talked a lot on the phone um, and I was like I I need this person in my life like they're just you know you just connect like brother and sister. And then um, we finally got the opportunity to meet. But when we met, it was like we were in some like weird, like, um, like, you know, like novel or something where it was so super dramatic um, the way we met because I was like standing on the stairs and he saw me and he was in the lobby and we were like, oh, and we like, don't you point. remember the world slowed down and it we just so kind of ran towards each other <laughs> it was so and it was so weird. beautiful. Oh yeah, we were like, it was gorgeous. And, and I kid you not, I mean, across this long lobby of marbled floor and it would have been in like the best, like comedic entrance yeah. to a, a movie but got a big hug in person so taking that connection you know like offline and being able to connect like that was great and then the other one is the night that I met my business partner which I didn't know I was going to do that here at Howe um, we went out to dinner with um, Steve Gordon a mutual friend and thought that we would be um, compatible just to hang out and at 2am when we were finishing our third bottle of wine <laughs> We decided another how tradition. Oh my god, we decided we were compatible. But over the years, we just you know we continued to stay in touch, and and we've you know we've we've had great moments together. We've had sad moments together. We've just been through a lot of things together. But during COVID, you know, we both found ourselves a little bit more isolated than you would than you would want to be. And we had talked through the years, joked about working together and working together. We should work together because I write and she designs and. During COVID, we started getting a lot of opportunities for projects um, that we didn't have the skill set to complete the whole project. So we we're going to miss out on the money, you know. So finally, we just decided, like, fuck it, let's do this. And we started working together and the rest is history. But yep. how can change your life? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that is definitely the biggest highlight. <laughs> uh, even though... Justin likes to make fun of me. Uh, he has a very uh, generous heart. Um, it was 2007, the first How conference I was invited to speak at. I'd never done it on the main stage. Uh, really nervous, really nervous. Um, but I was invited. And super sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> I was invited to go to lunch with my art rep who attended that year. And he said, I'm having lunch with this guy named Justin. Uh, just come along with us. And I did. And that's when I first met him. And he's become one of my closest friends. And uh, I really appreciated him then because he didn't even know me. Uh, but he took me aside and just kind of assured me, don't worry, just go out there, have fun. And you're going to you're going to slay it. And uh, I really appreciated that. And you did. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> and 
You slayed. I can't even have a smart ass remark because uh, thank you for sharing that. But you crushed that talk. That was great. Another interesting thing, I think it was the following year, um, I gave a talk about my first trip to Africa and Vaughn comes up to me like, you know, just hurrying up and looking at me really intense. And I'm like, what? And he goes, I want to go next year. And I was like, you do? And uh, I remember it wrong, don't I? No, 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 no. You... You were talking about it, and I, and I, I said some comments like I thought that was cool, and, and you just pointed at me, you should go. Oh. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then later you came up to me and you go, and I said, I'll do that. And then you called me like two, three months later or whatever to say, hey, you still want to go to uh, Africa? And you said... And I said, yeah, I'm in. And you said, well, most people, when I call them later, will say, well, eh, no, not really. You know, but yeah, that's how it. Uh, the question was, how do we remember that so differently? Because it's all about Justin. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> he was like me. Hold on, I'm going to give me. Jamie that moment. That was a really good moment <laughs> and partially true. So that was good. Um, no, thank you for that. I just don't think of, I just don't remember those kind of things. I just remember kind of the, the experience we had after that. So um, I'm proud of you. That was awesome moment. All right. Uh, oh, all right, yeah. here's another one. Just for, just for the record, uh, Justin peer pressured me into asking a question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, totally peer out. pressured. that out. Um, so I'm 41. I just got a job as creative director and now I'm having this, oh, I got the top title. Now what? Have any of you guys gone through that now what moment? And how did you keep moving forward? Because I don't like getting stagnant. I want to keep learning. I want to keep doing things, but it's just one of those like, uh, is this like a midlife existential crisis minus the Porsche and like the trophy husband? Did everybody hear the question again? I mean, first I would just say that you got the job, right? So, I mean, so people knew you were qualified, you interviewed well, you came in, they culturally accepted you and wanted you as part of their organization. So I would ride that train all the way to the end of the station because you don't need any more validation than that. And then I would just say, just do the work that you do and do what you know, and, and you will continue to improve and you will continue to make friends and you will get more comfortable and just time you know just takes time they said it takes like two years for somebody to be really comfortable in a position and having worked um in corporate life and then also going off on my own i would say i'm about you know two three years into that journey on my own and i sometimes panic but then i remember like it's okay because you do know what you're doing and just like just remember that every time you think those thoughts push them aside with something positive yeah. And I think it's really important to not get lost in your job. It's a, you know, it's a new job. It's a, um, a new experience, but it's also super easy to get lost in it and make it a priority in your life. So I think you just need to find that balance and figure out, um, you know, do all the learning outside of the work and really make an effort to do that because you never know what the next opportunity is going to bring. So you just need to stay on top of it. So I'm going to approach it a little differently. I was asked to do a talk about me and my daughter working together. It was called Creative Family. And it forced me to kind of look back over the last 30 years and kind of backtrack it and see how I got to where I'm at. And I realized something that I hadn't realized, and that is everything I'm doing now, I can attribute to one decision I made way back when a chair of a local design department or uh, the, a des the design program at a local university invited me to come there and audit their program. And I was like, I don't want to do that. It's like, that's going to be boring. I'm busy. And I almost turned it down, but I didn't. And then after I did that, she started following me and got my newsletter. And eventually, a year later, asked me to teach. 
And I'm going, well, I've never done that before. I go, well, I'd like you to teach a class. And I go, well, I only have an associate's degree. She goes, I don't care, you have the experience. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that. I, I didn't even know what a, um, a syllabus was at that point. Uh, but I said, okay. And I started doing it. And then I'm going, well, what do you want me to teach? Well, I want you to just do what you think's gonna work. And I was thinking about that and I was kind of struggling with it, started teaching. And then I realized, well, I'm just gonna bring in what I'm working on and show the students how I approach it from how I think about it, how I create it, how I handle client revisions, everything. And they loved it. And so that motivated me to put to buy a domain at the time, illustrationclass.com, and I posted all the free tor 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 tutorials there. Good job. And that led to uh, basically how inviting me to speak. And I'd never done that, and then that led to this, and that led to this, but I could track it all back to that one decision. So I'd just say, uh, you made the right decision. You know, uh, don't be too eager to say no. Um, it's okay to say yes and find out later that, okay, maybe that wasn't the best decision, but at least you learn what you don't want to do. Thanks for that question. And, and uh, before the next one, I also want to say thank you for, um, you know, giving into my peer pressure. But more importantly, <laughs> I've had the privilege of knowing you. And my friend, you are a brilliant designer. To Jamie's point, you got the job because you're qualified. And... Um, just accept that, right? And keep doing what you're doing because I've seen you grow and you want to do great work and I'm, and I'm pumped for your students because they're going to have a great teacher. Yeah. Okay, so I know that uh, some of your passions, like Karen, you do a lot of artwork on the side, you do a lot of mixed medium, um, you also have your Procreate, um, and those who don't know, Karen has a LinkedIn learning class online, a workshop you can you can go in and join and learn some amazing things about Procreate. It's awesome. Yes. Um, but aside from that, and I know Justin, like you like your bourbon, but um, <laughs> what other like passions do you guys have um, like just to help with like the work life harmony? Well, just outside of my um, uh, subtle alcoholism, um, <laughs> I also have uh, several LinkedIn courses. I, um, Devon's point, I love to teach. I went to college to be a teacher um, and I shifted. And one of the things I love about, you know, art direction and creative direction is you get that opportunity. So um, I've done classes. I do my own personal podcast called Design Of, which is really an exploration of story and getting to meet people that I find that are truly interesting. And quite honestly, I'm now looking for some other things to do that are just more for me. Um, and my friend Karen's encouraging me to create art again. So um, I'm hoping that is uh, going to happen more and more. Yeah, thanks, Darcy. Um, yeah, art and art is everything for me. I need that for my balance. This week, I haven't been I've been carrying around my laptop because I've been working too much during this um, event, but normally I'd have my iPad with me and I'd be drawing and I've been missing it desperately. So, um, but the other thing is just getting outside. I'm a big camper. People get surprised about that, but I love camping and getting away from everything, even though sometimes I make sure my campground has Wi-Fi so I can work. <laughs> but it's still balanced. There's still, you know, it's so important because especially, you know, as creatives, we tend to love what we do. And like I said before, it's just so easy to kind of get sucked into it. So you have to schedule it in sometimes. And, you know, that's my that's what I suggest. So I, I'm kind of the oddball of the group in many ways, but also because I'm not a designer. Um, I hang out with designers. I love designers. I love being creative. But I'm a, a writer and, because and content cool. strategist and, and do completely different things than everybody else here. So I don't have art to lean back on. I You would not want to see anything I've ever drawn. I am not comfortable. I won't sketch. I'm not doing any of that stuff. But what I do like to do 
is um, I love cooking and baking. Um, it's probably like my my favorite way to be creative because I love going and finding like um, a recipe that I think my family would enjoy and then making it mine. So I'll get, you know, I may not have all the ingredients, so I'll substitute or, or fill something in. But like, it, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to tell it anyway, because we're being vulnerable and we're making connections. But sometimes when I'm cooking, I pretend that I'm like one of those people on TV, you know, and I will get out all the bowls and all the knives and I'll be like over here chopping and putting things together. And it's just very soothing and relaxing. And I can get caught up in that. Um, like for No, I don't do. I should. I don't do the commentary. Maybe I'll record one for you guys sometime. <laughs> Tested. Maybe I found my new passion, my new skill. Yeah, we totally want to oh see that God. on YouTube. Yeah, not on YouTube. Why do you take it so far? Can it just be like in a text chain or something? Oh my She's like, yeah, we want to see you in the most embarrassing way for everyone. We'll spin it. Uh, I, I have to say, you're a really good writer, so you could, you could do your form of artwork, which would be creative writing. I, so. You're here. Um, the other thing I, I want to say, Darcy, is that uh, the best place to start is to just figure out what you enjoy. It could be it could be a certain genre, um, it could be a certain theme, whatever it is. That's the easiest way to stick with something, um, and it's the best way to pursue. I, I think it's really important for designers, not necessarily you don't have to be an illustrator, but to have your own personal projects for no other reason than they're fun. And it, the more you do that you improve your skills whether you're trying to or not and eventually you're going to find a usage for it in a client context and if everything else fails just find three friends and start a podcast because right. you will be more busy than you want to be right <laughs> you know I, re I this is making me think of some different projects over the years I remember there was a point where one a designer, and I'm not going to remember his name, so sorry, but he ended up um, creating uh, this thing where we all created postcards and we printed them out and we sent postcards to each other every month. There was a theme and you'd all get, get a whole bunch of different postcards. Oh, yes, Tom Tom. Yeah. And um, it was fantastic. And I still remember the graphics that I created and all the postcards I received on a monthly basis. And, you know, I talk about community. That was really amazing. So, you know, maybe we need to start something like that up again. Sounds pretty fun. I'll let you design mine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do we have uh, any other questions? Oh, Steve. So I've met all of you through how at various times. It's not. And can you hold it closer? Sorry. And it's always been between the meetings during how that I found I've made the best connections. And those are my favorite moment moments. I call them like the time between times, you know, between between the, what was it, between the frames, so, so to speak, mm -hmm. where you meet people, you connect with them, and you learn about them, and you get to know them, and you, you just learn new things. That's like my favorite moment at, or favorite moments at How. What are your favorite moments at How? Oh, so... So starting in Chicago a long time ago, the first Chicago and not the second one. I don't know if anybody knows what that means unless you've been to multiple house. But the first Chicago is kind of, you know, doing some connecting and and all of us were like hanging out after some of the sessions. And then you just kind of like you grab somebody, then they grab somebody and then everybody kind of goes and migrates somewhere and gets a glass of wine or something. But I think we ended up just taking our drinks away from the bar and going and sitting on this, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but this huge couch. I do um, remember that. was kind of off the side and the, and Michael Bass was there. I think we like, were sitting on each other's laps too. Yes. There was a lot of um, canoodling all, 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 you know, above board. <laughs> but I was just going to say like, um, I like those moments. And then those moments turned into, Hey, I'm hungry. 
and it's midnight and there's nothing open in the hotel. So we just literally, like 20 of us, would just grab a couple of taxis and we would find, somebody would search out on their phone a diner on Yelp or something and we would just show up at a random diner and we did that for three or four years in a row and I think, what do we call it, Vaughn? We named it. Remember, like the pancake club? Yes, pancake, oh, it was the, pancake dinner. Yeah. No, pancake club. Oh, pancake club, no. yeah. Yeah. And it, w- one year we're at a diner. <laughs> it's like after one in the morning and um, Genghis Jason, who runs a letterpress shop called Genghis Khan, best name ever. Um, he wasn't sure what to order, whether it was hash or whatever his other option is. So he texted Emerald and Emerald texted him back, said definitely the hash. Oh, it was Twitter. It was just- oh Twitter. OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was good. This is not going to come as a surprise, but I totally don't remember that. But I was there. (laughs) Steve, I love that question because I I think going back to our theme of connections is um, just getting to hang out with you and and us catching up about our kids' lives. Like that was really special. But to go even go back to Adam's initial question, you know, um, uh, I'm not an introvert. Um, so I don't know how challenging it could be sometimes to meet someone, but when you do step out and get to know something, right. To just bring you together beyond just your work. I mean, it's easy to start with work. Um, I think that's, that's really special, but I, for me, it's, it's really similar to what, um, Jamie's saying. I know, um, going back to Bill Gardner's comment about a phone, he called me when he got here and I um, put on a fake voice and said, um, pretended I was the HR of the hotel and he had an (laughs) HR violation and he no longer had a room. Um, But then we started a great conversation and the meeting um, and it's just building off that relationship to your point, continue to enjoy those times in between. um, that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you get. See, that's the bit right there. Um, but no, I think that's one of the great things about being back together in person. Um, and to even connect what Emily was asked earlier, it's we can connect, obviously, you know, social, but then call each other and, and continue to grow that. Because every, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, because every how after that, those in-between moments become more and more special um and intimate in an appropriate way um and uh we grow relationships intimate and appropriate <laughs> there's no question i years ago before i got to know jamie as well vaughn and i hung out all the time and we would go to every session together and but the best times are just sitting and nerding out about certain things we both have Star Trek in common and whatever, but it was like just those conversations about tech and software and art is like that. That was amazing. I mean, I've loved Vaughn forever because of those type of conversations. It's not just how though, like right. Uh, well, first. It was at how that I met, um, well, the how forum first, that's, and then the right. how conference. Uh, um, now I can't remember her name. She's She lives in Des Moines. She plays hockey, which is a little unusual. Know. Anyway, she would come to the, the how conference too, and uh, she said, you know, you need to come speak to our, uh, um, our ad group. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, about what? Like I hadn't done any public speaking at that time. I go, well, what we were talking about last night, why? (laughs) Yeah, Vaughn was Vaughn was amazing online. He was he was he would communicate with everybody. He would share insight. He was, and then when we met in person, (laughs) it's like he he would hide from you. Well, she, wanted, well, that just meant I'm, I'm yes, yeah, I he lurk. would, he would lurk. lurk and I'd be like, Vaughn, let's go out to lunch. He's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she invited me to speak and it wasn't as painful as I thought it'd be. And if it wasn't for her doing that, I wouldn't be speaking now. So, ah, and did but you say Karen, she was from Des Moines or Des Moines? Des Moines. Okay, Des Moines. All right. Now, Karen, Karen, I was speaking in, like, I think it was Michigan, 
And she drove down with a, a, a friend of hers who I also know named Laura. And they drove all the way down, met me where I was speaking at. So yep. that's happened a couple of times now. Yeah. And you met my husband yeah. because you were speaking in Columbus. Yep. And we drove down and... Went to a museum. Went to a museum together. Bob brought him a piece of art because he heard how much I loved Vaughn and you know he wanted and I they're they're actually a lot alike in a lot of ways um pretty introverted in the and they're very heady about their art and so they created a relationship you know I don't know if I've ever told you this but I threatened my wife that I would because she wouldn't let me hang that art anywhere in our house (laughs) And so it's hanging in my art room. She's okay with that. And I go, what's the deal? Why Why not? She said it looks like he glued kitty litter all over it. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you say I that about I don't think her? that. That's just my wife's point of view. By the way, you just experienced a normal conversation that we have pre-show and post-show right there. Sober, too. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Awesome. Well, I think we're getting close to our time here. Does anyone else have any questions uh, to kind of close it out? Brian. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so as you're, uh, as you're preparing for your sessions um, and you're, you're about to do one of your talks, um, what are some of your warm-up, right? Like do you and, – and how do you, how do you suggest people get into it? You know, would it be um, with a small group first – Right. Maybe you're going to another agency and or or a corporation and you're 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 doing your bit in front of them or or what's your suggestion? There is a very good reason we're called the shit show. (laughs) (laughs) Because what's that? (laughs) Yeah, we what do I mean by that? Because we're we're all super busy and we don't do a very good job of planning. So the first couple, it depends if we have a guest, because what we really try to do is we have a guest for one episode and then we try to do a episode with just the four of us. So if we have a guest, we make a lot of effort to figure out who's going to host, who's going to, you know, and then a list of topics that we want to cover. And we all like, kind of we tell especially jamie and i we're kind of like you know make sure you guys look at this and be prepared <laughs> it's so, not as nice as that when yeah, we say it though. but stop airing our dirty laundry on there <laughs> so but we're this is our 30th episode Woo-hoo! and we've actually because this is the first time we've connected in person in 10 years we actually talked a lot about it yesterday and we're really trying to figure out okay this is the plan this is what we're going to do you know and we keep everything in notion so everybody can access it and we schedule everybody out within a few months so we just try to keep on top of it but because we're a shit show, we co- because we call it the creative shit show, we kind of have it in the back of our minds that if it's a little bit messy, that's okay. And I think that carries over to a lot of things in our life now that you've said it, because I think Justin had a slide that was something about the process yesterday. What was the quote? Present in the process? No. Okay. <laughs> You're remembering it wrong again. Yeah. It was your presentation. Yeah, it was yeah. something about messy is part of the process oh, or yeah. something like that. The mess that. is part of the process. Yeah. And, and that really uh, connected with me because I, if you know me, I have ADD. I, I do my best. I try to stay focused as long as I can, but sometimes I just can't. And then we record late in the afternoon and it it gets silly sometimes, as you've probably heard um, when I get. But they are also really funny, so I, I think. so. But I think like sometimes you just got to go with it and not try to plan everything. When I publicly speak, I have a very loose outline of what I want to talk about, but I don't, I don't enjoy slides. I don't, I'm not going to, you can't read off the teleprompter. That's not right. So you just kind of like, when you get up there, if you're speaking on a topic that A, you're passionate about and B, you're knowledgeable about, it doesn't, it's just going to flow. It's just going to come. And I think people like 
stifle themselves by over planning things. And so you're sitting there worried if you're going to get every word right and you want to make sure everyone hears everything that you've put, you know, try to take the pressure off yourself and give yourself some grace to just you've been invited say the words and that's okay yeah, and i think that's great advice and brian i i also believe in i do iterations so i'll build like an outline i'll practice it and i really believe it's important for you to say it out loud and hear yourself um you can even record it um and it's not to create like tension even when we, before we do the show before we we we'll start recording and we'll just start talking just to warm ourselves up and we'll even kind of talk about the topic a little bit. And then when we start getting the gold, we'll Karen hit record and, you know, off and, and running. But, you know, uh, I know for me, for this one, this the talk I gave this time was a little more, more intimate and, and vulnerable. And so quite honestly, I was super nervous about it. I practice it a couple of times a day and I every day I switch something. Right. And then when I went up there and gave it, it was different than somewhat than I practice. And so I think you just got to give yourself an opportunity to trust if you know the material right to to do it but then also give yourself some space to just kind of let it flow and let it be authentic and genuine uh, another thing i'd like to point out i everything justin said is absolutely true um even if it's not quote unquote a talk maybe like i i do a lot of content for linkedin learning or workshops and i want it to be coherent I don't want to, if they want to see my work, just go to my website, look at my work. Um, so I try to show them practical things that I know that they can take away and plug it into their own creative context, wh whatever that is. So I think that's important. But like Justin said, I already talk to myself whether anybody else is in my room. You know, um, I used to be nervous talking in front of people even if my cat watches me work, I'm like, I know you just want snacks. Just get out of here. I'll give them to you later, you know. But um, it's like my daughter's caught me a few times as I'm working on something that I'm going to be doing a workshop for, recording a movie for. Um, I'm like narrating it as I'm working on She's And I look up and she's standing there like, well, what are you doing? I'm going, I'm just practicing. Okay, you know, so... The, the more you do that, I think the easier it gets. And, and always try to work, like if I'm doing stuff for LinkedIn learning specifically, it's too easy to show things as if, if you do A, B, C, you know, then you're not gonna run into problems. So I always try to keep it real world and, and remind them that um, clients aren't always gonna like what you create, even though it's appropriate for their target audience, you know? Uh, so just make it real world and it's gonna be more engaging. I think this is Nashville's way of, of, of getting the hook. <laughs> They're like, if we just keep playing louder, we'll drown them out and everyone will leave the hall. But honestly, our time has expired and that makes me sad because that means that not only is how live over, but it cannot be another 10 years before we see each other in person. Please no promise me that yeah. this is a regular thing that we Absolutely. include in our lives and all our new friends out here. Thank you so much for joining us. For yeah, the show. and any of you guys listen to the show, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please share with others. Uh, we're grateful for that. Yeah. Thank you, good night. <laughs> Oh, nice. Good night, huh? <laughs> uh, that's very nice. Yeah.